Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square, and that a team isn't a bunch of kids out to win. A team is something that you belong to, something you feel, something you have to earn. Quack, quack, it's the Mighty Ducks on Normies Like Us. I'm proud to be a duck. It's knuckle-puck time. You cannot be afraid to lose. I mean, at this stage, if you can't be great at hockey, don't bother. Don't bother? Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast. Remind you, it's hip to be square. You heard it up top. Things are about to get a little ragtag here. We're about to come together as a team because on this special episode, we're talking the Mighty Ducks. With your host, um, Rodeo Colin. And Mike the Cat. Oh, and this is uh, Jacob Averman, everyone's favorite character. Boo. <laughs> but. Special guest. Very Kohlberg. special guest. Kohlberg. 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 That's right, folks. We got Cole back from the Fast and the Furious episode, from a Harry Potter episode. Go back and listen. But what you don't know is, he's also an expert on all things ducks. Your fans are going to think I just have terrible taste, which I do. (laughs) They're not wrong. You you do. That's what this proves. Um, No, you just like a lot of 90s uh, kids movies and things of that variety. And fantasy football. And fantasy football. That's right. And fantasy football. We did that one as well. Another sports sports episode. Easily the second most popular sport in the United States behind football, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I think of Cole, I think of just a huge jock. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate we're yeah. not doing video because the, the fans could see that too. You know, <laughs> all the sports memorabilia. I mean, personally, you know, I'm a big hockey fan. I got my hockey jersey on. I was sad to learn today that my favorite player was traded from the L.A. Kings to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and as a Clevelander, that's double sting. But I think it's a good question to ask. Mighty Ducks hockey movie, right? You know, start with our guest Cole. You know, or you're a hockey fan, just a Mighty Ducks movie fan. You know, what's your background here? I think as a kid, these movies got me into hockey, and I wanted to play hockey, like ice hockey, but I never did. Uh, I played like a season of like roller hockey, even though I only remember like one, maybe two games, and I have no idea how good I was. Um, but hmm. I've been to a handful of games back in Columbus, with Blue Jackets, but it's not something I watch regularly. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Colin, how about you? What's your hockey background, Mighty Duck background? Not a hockey fan. First time I ever watched Mighty Ducks was at a karate lock-in when I was like 9 or 10. <laughs> there is a uh, obvious thing this whole time that I think we'll talk about, which is sort of the karate kid connection to this all. So mm-hmm. that just kind of made me think about that. No, I didn't go to Blue Jackets or any of our locals. We had a club team, the Cincinnati Cyclones. I saw them like maybe one time for a field trip, but boy, I, I do not understand hockey. I do not watch hockey, but uh, I love Mighty Ducks. <laughs> all right, all right. And Jacob, how about you? Hockey, no hockey, Ducks, no Ducks? Um, not really a hockey fan. Uh, my The sports that I really follow are basketball and football. That's about it. And uh, I know pretty much nothing about the NHL or anything like that. Um, I don't think I could name a hockey player that's not Wayne Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not really a, a Mighty Ducks fan either. I mean, I uh, <laughs> wow, they're, they're they're fine for, so for what are you, what, kids. What are we movies. doing here? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, they're they're enjoyable for for '90s kids movies. You know what they are, but um, I never thought they were like you know anything amazing or special. You know, 
uh, but they're 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 fun. Let's talk about that genre for just a second, and let's say, do we like things in this genre? Because it, it is not the Karate Kid, where it's the sports drama, right, Mike? That's the John G. Alveson. Right. That's like the Rocky Karate Kid era. This is. Yep. The sports comedy. They don't really make these anymore. They made that Will Ferrell soccer one, right? But other than that, it's like, you know, the Big Green or Bad News Bears or something. I I guess I like these, but we're certainly not the target audience anymore, right, guys? A bunch of old fucking dudes. Yeah. And I also think the the slapstick element of it is a very, like, 90s thing where it's like comedies today, like even, like, kids' sports comedies of this nature, they're not as, like, wacky... Or maybe they are, but, um, you know, the Mighty Ducks are all about, like, doing bits and, like, you know, getting into shenanigans, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the ragtag group, and they, they said that, you know, the idea for Mighty Ducks was directly influenced by Bad News Bears from the 70s, uh-huh. and the guy was just like, let's do that with hockey. And there was a ton of sports movies, just like Colin said, and I think if you did grow up with it as a cultural artifact, you might remember it fondly, even if you didn't like hockey, because I think... Most people in America don't care about hockey, and I didn't even care about it until, you know, I moved to Los Angeles. So I didn't like hockey as a kid, but I do remember these movies, you know. Yeah, I will say I probably would like it better if it was about basketball, um, because it just doesn't (laughs) seem to be that many movies. Like, you get your, like, Little Giants, that's football, you know, you get baseball, Sandlot, that kind of stuff. Where's the basketball movies, you know? You had Space Jam in this era. What are you Space talking about? Jam, but that's not about like... I would have liked to see a neighborhood kids. comedy like what Jacob's saying. You know, inner city yeah. use or something coming together. Is there anything like that? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I mean, I, I, I think, you know, that's the kind of the thing though, right? Everybody's got a skill. You get your group of like, oh, the kid who kicks real good. He's on our football team now. And right. it definitely has those elements. But um, the other reason we're talking about this is because... You know, Disney Plus has released the new show, Mighty Ducks Game Changers, is sort of, uh, as Colin alluded to, a follow-up to that original series trying to capture nostalgia somewhat in ways that seem similar to Cobra Kai. And maybe those parallels are going to come up throughout the episode, but that's kind of what we're here to talk is the uh, original trilogy and the first three episodes uh, of the new Disney Plus show here, so... Uh, I guess the next question would be, in preparation for this, I'll ask our guest first. What have you done? Have you done anything? Do you just have, remember the movies well? Have you seen Game Changers at all or anything like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely have a nostalgia factor for the original Mighty Ducks. I grew up watching them as well as all the other sports movies. Uh, and I still, I mean, I don't consider any of them great movies by any means, but I still, I could sit down right now and watch any of the movies I grew up with and just have fun with it. Um, Do you watch the trilogy so, before this call? I did. Yeah, it, this gave me an excuse nice. to watch all three, and then I've seen the first <laughs> two episodes of Game Changers so far in preparation mm. for this. And honestly, I probably will watch the rest of them because it's just kind of fun to like. Wow! Put it on the background and have it is background noise, and it's it's been enjoyable. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, let's throw it to Colin. How about you? Was yeah, it I did all three. We um, dive in? I, we'll talk about it a bit. Obviously, there is the cartoon, too. I did not watch that. I watched mm-hmm. all three episodes of Game Changers. I'm excited to dig in. You know, we'll, we'll do the rankings at the end. I think there is some weird yeah. stuff to mine in these movies conversation-wise. Like the first movie, incredibly woke. You, you have a situation where Emilio Estevez says, come on, guys, we can do it. And a girl says, uh, people... Um, I, I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to talk these movies. 
Nice, nice. Jacob, how about you? What's your prep situation? Yeah, calisthenics, stretching. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like uh, putting off watching these movies. So I was like, oh, I gotta watch them. But I watched the first one, and there's nothing wrong with them or anything. I'm, I don't want to be negative about them. But uh, I watched the first one the other day, and I've seen most of like two and three just through, um, you know, it was on in the room when I was sitting there or something, or like through cultural osmosis, I kind of know what what they're about. And then I also watched the first two episodes of Game Changers. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And again, uh, I ran through all three of the feature films kind of back to back. And I've never done that before. You know, I always just kind of watch them based on what who owned the VHS when we were at their house. Uh, so it was cool to watch them at kind of in a trilogy and see how they kind of fit together. And then I watched all the Game Breakers and... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to talk about it. They are cultural artifacts, I think, of a bygone era and now trying to recapture that. And we'll get to uh, whether or not they were successful after we kind of talk what makes the original ones kind of uh, iconic or memorable, right? All right. Should we jump in? Should we pull a triple deke right now? <laughs> no, let's drop the puck. Talk to ducks on normies like us. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging, maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. We're quack. We're talking the ducks here on Normies Like Us. Mighty Ducks, uh, Mike said, we're going to talk the movies. We're going to talk the games. It's all spoilers, baby. If you haven't seen these movies, uh, maybe you're just listening. Spoilers. <laughs> well, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, we're going to be talking ghosts. about the whole thing. Yes, exactly. So, you know, if you don't want to hear the plot run through, no big deal. Skip around. But right now, we'll, we'll do a little history, right? 1990 is a weird year for Emilio Estevez. We'll kind of start with him for a second. A guy we have not talked about before on this podcast. I'm not sure if we ever will again. What normie <laughs> thing would we ever cover that Emilio Estevez is such a big part of, right? The Breakfast Club Job movies? Yeah. Maybe. Is this the first time you guys saw him, though? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Absolutely, well, for me. Probably. For sure. Yeah, I saw, I saw Breakfast Club much later. Yeah, much after this for sure, right? Because yeah, this was yeah, a movie yeah. targeted to us. He's coming mm -hmm. off of a movie he made himself, directed and wrote called Men at Work. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. It's a garbage nope. men comedy he made with Charlie Sheen. Not well received, but kind of seemed like the career he wanted to go towards. He was in the Brat Pack, right? We, we said he was in right. the John Hughes movies. He was in like, you know, the hip movies of the late 80s, early 90s. But by this point, kind of wants to be an adult star. So he reads a script from a guy named Stephen Brill. Stephen Brill is the creative force behind Mighty Ducks. He never directs one, but he writes, almost like our guy John G. Alveson, like Karate Kid, fucking every single one of these. And Colin, you know what? I was doing some research about him, too. Stephen Brill, directorial debut, another Cole favorite from the 90s, Heavyweights. Yeah, Heavyweights is great. Um, so he also directed 94. Movies. He writes Mighty Ducks 2, D2, the weirdest title ever. I have to assume inspired by T2, uh, the Absolutely. Terminator, Judgment Day. Oh, <laughs> 95, Heavyweights, Jacob. 96, D3. And Cole, if you look at the cast of Heavyweights after D1 and D2, you go, well, yeah, he just found all these kids and he must have <laughs> yep. walked up to the fat ones and gone, hey, you know, I've got like a great script for you. 
Well, and honestly, he right. found some good ones. I mean, like Keenan yeah. Thompson, right? Like, I mean, Goldberg. Is Goldberg you know, in there too? Well, you know, we, <laughs> Goldberg's in jail probably, but but Keenan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I forget. Like, I had seen you know the the Mighty Ducks movies probably before like all that and like knowing mm-hmm. what his name yep. was, but I probably first saw Keenan Thompson in the Mighty Ducks movies, and that was cool to kind of go back and be like, good point to make. He is kind of a standout. He's really charismatic in right. this. Right. He goes from that to all that, and then from all that to SNL, grown up all that. Oh, and- Keenan and Kel in between there, buddy. <laughs> Don't leave that up. That's right. Well, I think not to jump too far ahead, but I think. Just thinking about the characters, it says something about their staying power in the movies if you look at who makes it from the first one to the third one, you know, or, or the second one to the third one, you know. Even like you just said, the second from the third one. When I see the cowboy character pull mm-hmm. through from two to three, I'm like, wow, if you have yeah. a gimmick, you are allowed to continue. But yep. so back to the history. Yeah. Stephen Bro writes yeah. these stories. <laughs> Uh, again, like you guys said, it's inspired by these other kid comedies of the era that are a little more focused towards, yeah, it's sports, but it's the paint-by-numbers story of a guy has to go through a thing, he unwittingly comes together and kind of falls in love with these kids, right? So the first one is Emilio Estevez playing a character named Gordon Bombay, and he is the strangest character who has ever been put to screen, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Bombay is fascinating, uh... Plus, great name. One of the most iconic names. I Easily. Mean, he's a lawyer <laughs> who used to play hockey. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. He's an asshole at the beginning of the movie, yep. right? He has to go through an arc and learn to become a, a good person, right? He's very uptight. He just won his 30th case in a row. He is cutthroat. And to celebrate that, he goes out drinking. He gets a DUI. And he is sentenced, through some pulling of some strings, to coach a peewee hockey team because, no, no, no. He's not a former professional hockey star. He didn't play in the minors. Right. He didn't play AAA or anything like that. No, he also was a peewee hockey star. So the crime befits the, the punishment. Right. And he had uh, lost the big game in his penalty shot, right? So I think his secretary says, he's like, oh, I'm undefeated 30 and 0. And she's like, 30 and 1. And I think she's referencing his peewee hockey game <laughs> as a dig, but I'm not now, sure. I never about Jacob. That. You were in the Boy Scouts, Jacob. This would be like if you were walking up to people and being like, oh, my God, that was, you know, Steve Brandebolt from from Boy Scouts. He could, you know, make a canoe faster than anyone on the planet. Like the way these people live in their like five year old identity. Well, again, it reminds me of uh, Cobra Kai where, you know, Daniel Russo is just living in the past being the the karate champion in high school. And it's like, buddy, you got to move on. You know, you're an adult now. But also somehow the whole valley and all of Minnesota is just obsessed with this peewee hockey right. club or this Mike, karate group. Hockey's number one magazine, Hockey Magazine, constantly says they are giving nothing but coverage to this town. He appears on the cover of it four times over the course of the first movie. Yeah, America's number one hockey publication, it says. Fantastic. So Not here's something um, but I mean. with Gordon Bombay, which I don't know if you guys felt like. It always surprises me going back and watching it now. When I watched it as a kid, like he seemed like an like he's he's an adult, right? He seemed so much older. But I mean he is an adult, but Emilio Estevez was thirty years old yep. in the first Mighty Oh my Ducks. god. Stop. <laughs> I mean he was playing high schoolers seven years before this in the Breakfast Club, right? And now he's mm-hmm. he's supposed to be, you know, this this adult. We're older than Gordon Bombay in the Mighty Ducks. That's just Jacob, kind of I blows thought about mind. that as well <laughs> in this viewing. Cole. 
it would be like if you started coaching a peewee softball team and you were talking to us and you never shut the fuck up about it and you were like constantly like guys we're about to make regionals oh did i tell you i created a new formation on the field we're known as the ducks we do the flying v did you know that and i'd be like cole you need help (laughs) i think the only thing that justifies it though is like at least growing up people from that part of the country hockey is a big sport there like much bigger than Mm -hmm. even like in ohio where we all grew up true and so i kind of always accepted as a kid that I mean, when I grew up playing soccer, we played states, we played nationals. That was a big thing to us. And like, if 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 they were playing states, it would make sense in the in the popular states that played hockey. It would make sense that they were a known team. I know that in little league mm-hmm. soccer, it's like we knew the teams around us that were good, the ones that we always wow. saw in states. So I think yeah, it is a thing. Like- Right, and it's also like you know football in like Texas or Ohio is like local for peewee high school football is huge in those states too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Minnesota yeah, and, and yeah. Minnesota has always <laughs> been claimed to you know the center of hockey yeah. in America. Yeah. Right. So you know it, they picked the right setting mm-hmm. um, for sure. Can you guys skate? Um, when was the last time any of you no. skated? <laughs> the last time I skated, I was in sixth grade. And I was with a buddy, and there were these two girls that we wanted to talk to. So we're trying to get off the ice, and my buddy gets off the ice before me and starts chatting these girls up. And I get to the door, and I fall right in front of the two of them. And I have not ice skated oh, since. Man. Really? No. I'm a good. I'm a pretty a good ice skater. I mean, it's kind of like riding a bike. You don't really forget if you learned as a kid. So. Totally. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I I skated about two years ago. Um, when they had the ice skating rink set up over by Pershing Square in L.A., you know, we rented some skates and uh, did it up. And I could skate okay. Backwards, not so good. Yeah. No. Forward, I'm all right. Can't do backwards. Can't, I can't stop, though. I'm like Mendoza. I cannot stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to play some racist music when you show up, Mike. Now, oh, no. I, I can't do backwards. I'm a pretty good skater. You know, I, I don't boast about things. But I can do the knee thing, you know, the on the one knee. Like when you get a goal yeah. and you can pump it. Yeah, you know, exactly. That on knee, that's cool. A celly, a nice celly, as they call it, with the boys. <laughs> yeah, well, you ice know? skating is really, it's the same mechanics as rollerblading. So if you ever rollerblade it, like, it's basically the same thing. Right? I want, I got to get some That's blades. how they taught Fulton. Yeah. Yeah, Bombay, I think he's one of the iconic coaches, at least oh. in, in my mind, of cinema history, right? I mean. Well, I went to, I went to he doesn't, um, an Anaheim Muddy Ducks game a handful of years back. <laughs> And I mean, the amount of jerseys that said Bombay on the back like, wow. at the actual game was like really surprising, you know, so yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, which part of the history, yeah, the movie preceded the NHL team and then the NHL team came into the picture and then informed the second movie when they got the new jerseys and in the th- that were based on the NHL logo. And in the third movie, they say, you know, they named an NHL team after us. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but Charlie's just trying to get laid. So, so in universe, that. yeah, <laughs> that's right. He is trying to impress a girl. But, but uh, I was wondering, does Disney own that team? Because in my mind, like you know, Disneyland is in Anaheim. They're the Anaheim Ducks. Disney owns that team, right? I believe they they created used it. to. Oh, they used to. They created it, and they and it used to be called the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, and then they sold it to where now it's. I think in two thousand five, they kind of split from the Mighty Ducks brand somewhere around there. But they're just the Anaheim Ducks oh. now. But 
God. They have throwback jerseys that they'll still, like once a year, that every team has a third alternate jersey, and it's usually a version of the Mighty Ducks logo that they'll bust Mike, out once if I played on that team, I wouldn't even want my name on the back. I'd be like, if you're the goalie, yours should say Goldberg for this game. <laughs> you know, yours should say Connie. Oh, yeah. Like, like for real. That is so it's cool. Got, it's got to say Julie the Cat, though, because she's obviously the better goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Julie oh, yeah. the Cat's the best oh, duck. Without a yeah. doubt. Goldberg, yeah. yeah. Julie the Cat's great. Um, um, should we talk the cast? They were said the kids who survive, right? We, we got Bombay. We have Charlie as our main Joshua kid. Joshua Jackson, I mean, favorite yes. kid, guys? Dawson. So this is what I was wondering, and you brought it up earlier, but between the first and the second movie, do they ever explain why some of the kids just never come back? I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, they don't, but I, I, you know, I kind of took it as like kids lose interest in things. That's you know, true. Sports well, that's up, the like, that's the thing Folden deals with in the third one. But you know, Jacob, I was looking on Wikipedia because Danny Trimbarelli, who was mm-hmm. another big Nickelodeon, little Pete. all yeah. that little Pete, you know, sort of person for us from the nineties, it literally just says, "Yeah," and it can be assumed he moved away. <laughs> well, and then yeah, he was uh, Tommy Baldwin yeah. or whatever. Well, and his sister, and then there was Jesse and Jesse's brother that I can't yeah. remember his brother's name, but they're not in later, which you know. Well, Jesse's in the second one. But Jesse's brother is not. Right. And right. Jesse's brother, fun fact, was played by Jussie Smollett. Oh, yeah. You might remember was in the news for uh, kind of, you know, faking a hate yeah. crime against himself. Oh, no, no, so, no. Um, that's very interesting. False flagging himself. Yeah, yeah. he did not come back. But Je- but Jesse Hall that's is, right. in, is right. in the second one. And then also, like, that short kid, Peter, he doesn't come back. And then the kid named Carp. I was just like, who are oh, these yeah. kids not coming back? Oh, Carp. Carp and Peter. But Averman makes mm-hmm. it through Averman. all three. Love Averman. Right? Most annoying through. Who are the survivors? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Fulton. Adam, Adam Banks. Adam Banks, the cake, cake eater. eater. Yeah, this is a good question. Yeah. Let, let's go. Cake eater. Let's go around. I want to ask Cole first. Who's your favorite of the, the Mighty Ducks crew? Oh. Right? Did you have a favorite um, as a kid or? Man. Oh, the pressure. Yeah, on. I don't know. Um, it's got to be Fulton. Come on. It might be Fulton. It, it might be um, Russ, Keenan Thompson. You know, like I always like the gimmick shots, the knuckle, knuckle puck, puck, you know. Knuckle puck. Uh, it's it's right. such a, a weird addition, too. Cole. Yeah. Like, it's so weird how they well, pick Keenan Thompson up. And he's yeah. like, I'll just join the team. Yeah. Well, the first movie, they need, you know, they get Fulton, who's like a street hockey kid mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to skate, and they get him. And then the second one, Russ is the like street hockey. They're like, we need to get him. Yeah, but what about you, Jacob? Who's your favorite? Uh, I, I gotta say, my favorite is probably Guy Germain, the one who Guy Germain or Guy, Guy. I guess. It, yeah, um, the one who basically doesn't get any lines or screen time, and his main uh, personality is that he's in a relationship with Connie. He's trying. I was trying to get a kiss. Yeah, <laughs> never gets it. So I guess that's yes. my favorite. Oh, he, his thing is. As GF, yeah, it's yeah. Look, it's their through line for two movies, but you're only going to get one scene per movie where they kind of hint that they're <laughs> they still together right. once, yeah. and, and then they almost like, oh, kiss once. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think oh, most of your favorite kind of color. Well, I, I like Averman <laughs> because, you know, he he's not the nerd that gets bullied as you would typically have in most of these movies. Like, I always think about uh, Little Giants, the kid who does the playbook stuff. Like, in other movies, that would be the Averman. In this, he's a great skater. He's also just sort of like the huckster, too. I like Goldberg. I like that he's funny. Connie in the first one is super ballsy and cool. She's that actress from mm-hmm. Wet Hot American Summer, Cole, another mm-hmm. movie that yep. you fucking love. Yep. Like, I was... Kind of shocked to put that together on this rewatch. Paul Rudd. 
Nice, thanks. Yeah, like. that, that original crew is good. I mean, you, we've been saying his name, Fulton. Yes. I, I always was a fan of Fulton. And the one I watched the most as a kid was Three. And I, I liked uh, Portman. Yep. I liked the Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. Wow. You know, they, they were my favorites. Yeah. yeah. And then the, when you the watch the most kids, like three. the mini Bash Brother. Yes. Is it Kenny yep, Wu? Yeah. Yep. The mini Bash um, Brother. Yep, yep. Fulton, of course, that actor that plays Fulton went on to play Foggy in the Daredevil series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacob, it's interesting that his whole gimmick in Mighty Ducks is he's huge. He is bigger than the rest right. of the kids. He's gigantic. He's strong. I looked it up. He is 5'9", meaning he <laughs> might have he might have just like progressed a little before the rest of the kids did. But now all of them, I would have to assume, are at least like uh, maybe even like half a foot taller. Yeah, He's yeah. barely taller than Emilio Estevez. He must have been an maybe. early bloomer and then just stopped growing, so... Because he is bigger than him, at least in the yeah. first movie. Like he's considerably seen well, in the second one. Players, but, Jacob, yeah. the joke is that his he's like, "Hey guys, it's yeah. Fulton." Like he puts on like they're like, "Oh my god, Fulton went through puberty and his fucking balls drop." Well, that's that's actually a really weird scene at the beginning where they're all getting together and skating, and like Fulton like takes out the old the hawks or whatever. It's like they just deepen his voice in that scene. Yeah, just for like that, that scene. The rest cool. of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. that one time. He takes her clothes off, too, yeah. which is a weird right. creative yeah, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have just tied him up to a tree, <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Um, there's a couple, uh, there's at least one questionable thing in every movie. In the third one, it's Mendoza crawling under the table. <laughs> oh, my, I clocked that for sure this time. I was like, I don't yeah. know what first is happening. Doesn't he wink at the camera or something? Yeah, the first movie, hearing the words Oreo line yep, right, is not yep. good. <laughs> he right, does. Yeah. He but smiles. That's the, it's, the, it's the bad... He does. He looks right to camera. <laughs> it's the bad team in the first one calling them the Oreo line, though. So it's okay. They're the rich. The yes. Rich kids, Bombay says it too, well, though. They, he they, calls they them embrace for a it later, right? which doesn't yeah. make it any better. But they, but they do embrace it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 90s, yep. not excuse, just be yep. aware. Yes. There's yep. 90s stuff in this um, for sure. Even the, the the bear, you know, they have that bear costume in the second one for the ice hockey publicity. And it walks past the teacher and it's like hey lady you want a bear hug it's like that joke didn't need to be <laughs> no. in there because he walks off but uh, anyway we're talking about the good stuff of mighty ducks um and the the cast is uh good we have survivors through all three i look at these teammates as like avengers you got like a speedster you have a halt sure. right you have like you know right. and they the, the power scaling is really good because you just have the crosstown rival, and then you have like an international threat, and then a more personal villain in the third movie. Like, I, I like it, but they're kind of like hockey Avengers, yeah. I mean, yeah, the thing I find kind of unbelievable about the second movie, the premise of it, is that, you know, he's forming basically the junior Olympic U.S. team. But he's going to take mostly players from a single local team, the Mighty Ducks, and then just fill them out with a couple other people from other states. Uh, the announcer on ESPN says, and Bombay joining the team right now as the coach. He's going to integrate his ducks into the standing kids. And there's only four people on that team. Jacob, all the rest are the ducks that he brought right. with him. Like, I know they just, they won a, a state championship or whatever, but weren't they just like terrible like a year ago? Yeah, and they now were, they're all on the U S yeah. team. They probably just barely won the state championship. Yeah. So real quick, just as we're going through those moments, because there's a lot where I, I'll be honest with you guys, I was not roped in right away. I was like, God, Emilio's given such a weird performance. I want to talk about that in a bit, but he's, he's just really losing me. Then you get to that scene where him and Charlie, Joshua Jackson, are in the restaurant 
and his mom's the waitress. And he says, yeah, you know, most of the guys that stick around, they're just scared of me or whatever. And he's giving this really honest conversation. You're like, oh my God, this is like, this kid is like crushing it. And then Emilio goes, yeah, I'm not going to be your coach anymore. And Joshua Jackson starts crying. I literally was just so, I mean, I was there with him. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry watching Mighty Tux. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joshua Jackson, I, I think he's a terrible hockey player, like as far as the team goes, but I like his character throughout the I three like his movies, character. more or less. I think less. he's aware that he's not the best hockey player, though, because that's why he like sits out in you know the Goodwill games. And, For you know, Banks, right. yeah. He gets Which the sea, guys. That they he's the captain. Yeah, he's the captain. Because he's of his heart, the, though. The heart, he's the leader of the team, but it is, is interesting they don't make him the star. They have Adam Banks come in from the Cake Eater evil team. Um, and he becomes one of the good guys. A team losing its games. A coach who's lost his direction. I'm out. But there are memories he can't let go. My dad told me that his happiest times were watching me skate behind our house. And a friend who won't give up. I told him you were a man who loves the game. So be that man. Now, all he wants. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. Is one more chance. We came here as a team, and we're leaving here as a team. Emilio Estevez, D2, the Mighty Ducks are back. Rated PG. Now playing. We're back, still talking Mighty Ducks. It's the top of the second period because hockey has the best timing system of all sports. Three 20-minute segments as opposed to four quarters. (laughs) Debatable. Um, I say go with two halves or four quarters. Uh, Come on, three periods. But come on, basketball's got these 12-minute segments. What is that? You know, get out of here. Yeah, four 12-minute seconds, 48 minutes. Perfect time for a game. Why is it not 60 minutes, man? How about soccer where we just throw on two, three minutes whenever we feel like it? Let's get weird. Right? <laughs> is hockey yeah, one of those sports where you have to beat the team multiple times? I think you have to win by two. What? Uh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know how in basketball, no, is mind. it in basketball or baseball where you have to keep playing teams and be like, well, so you know, we won. They have the same number of games generally as basketball, like 82 games a regular season, and playoffs are seven-game series, much like basketball. Oh, so okay. playoffs and championships are, you know, best of seven. Yeah. yeah. Just Which, like that's basketball. something, with watching this as a kid and not being a hockey fan, and then watching it as an adult being a hockey fan and knowing the rules kind of changes, like, what ended up being my favorite. And as a rewatch... Um, I think the third one is my favorite because it has the most real hockey. So I want to well. ask like you guys, starting with Cole, you know, as you know, our guest here, you know, what, what is your favorite of these and, and, you know, hockey knowledge wise, things like that. Well, the third, the third one is actually my favorite too. Um, what? And I, yeah, I, I thought I would be alone because I watch no, no, reviews on YouTube to see what people thought. Yeah. Everyone trashes the third one. So please. No, I think honestly, I think it's, it's, I mean, I know it's a kid's movie, but I think it is the most serious I think there's the least bit, like the least amount of bits, and they're like real people, and I and I actually enjoy that, and I enjoy learning about the characters, and I enjoy that they are the underdogs again. Whereas in the second one, they're not so much the underdogs; they come in being kind of hot shit. And here you get they're the underdogs in the school. Not only do you get the hockey stuff, but you get like the high school drama, which I think is fun. Yeah, nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, they're a little bit Jacob. older. Um, the kids are a little bit older, so they can do like teen storylines with them and i also like the third one a lot because um i like the character of coach o'ryan yep because they bring him in he's not just like a standard like villain like at first they don't get along with him because he just is all about defense right and um you know that's no nonsense good fundamentals you know that's a good lesson he seemed like a really good coach so 
Um, I actually like that they didn't just make him like some kind of standard villain, like the the um, the bad coach from the first movie. It's all about the winning. dentist. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the Wolf. second. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, like Coach O'Ryan, like he's actually a fleshed out character, and he, like he actually does mean well. And then um, he kind of bonds with Charlie in a similar way that uh, Coach Bombay did. I actually he might be a better coach than Coach Bombay. I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll argue that in a bit. But first, Colin, what's your favorite out of these? Well, well Coach O'Ryan is a better coach than Coach Bombay. He, <laughs> he literally is saying, you know, the fact that Coach Bombay is like. You know, enforcers, goons, all that stuff where you literally have to, in hockey, use those mechanics of using other players to stop problematic players. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We don't do that. Coach Ryan's like, well, yeah, that is part of the game. So, yes, we will be doing that. Yes, he is a better coach. But no, my whole through line is Gordon Bombay is the bad guy of these movies. The first movie, he's very self-absorbed. He should learn his lesson. The last act... Is or the last moment is him going like, you know what? I do deserve to be a professional uh, <laughs> hockey player, actually. So goodbye, kids. I didn't learn that teaching you was the main thing. It's that I need to follow my dreams. And you're like, no, that's insane. So I like the second one the most because you see his downfall and he's the villain of it because you see yeah. him like becoming like eviler yep. and eviler. Yeah. <laughs> I like that's Hollywood what Hollywood will do to you. Look at us. The, the <laughs> he does. It's the Rocky <laughs> too. You know, he goes Hollywood. I also That's think it's really right, funny yeah. in the first one, if you pay attention, like his driver becomes a character and is pretty much always in the background celebrating with the team. He's like on the bench with the team I, and stuff like that. Cool. He's wearing his jersey. They've all got their hands in and, and he, Coach Bombay goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. And he leans in close yeah. to the driver. Yeah. I'm like, what are you leaning in for? <laughs> You're not going to do anything. <laughs> He's there because Gordon Bombay can't drive because he's a DUI. Like, <laughs> That's why right. that guy is there. Right. And then Ben Affleck tried to remake this movie with basketball. He's like, oh, a guy drinks too much and has to do a sport, coach. Okay. The Way Back or whatever that's called, Mike, I, yeah. that is a good movie. That is the serious take or version yeah, of laughs. this film. No, no, no. It's that. the idea of like. It's a drama, you know, yeah. Coach Bombay gets a DUI, but he's not an alcoholic. Like Ben Affleck in that mm. movie is like, I'm trying to kill myself with drugs and alcohol. So Bombay yeah, is just that celebrating difference. a victory driving his sports <laughs> yeah. car through Minnesota in the winter. Big whoop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just being an asshole. Lawyer, you know, he's just, he's, but the hubris to be like, you guys are right. I should actually go play in the minor leagues. And As here I go. And for him to get his fucking again, ankle yeah. smashed. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, the the beginning of the second movie blows me away too because it's like in any sport, a thirty year old or older player going from the minors to major leagues is like basically unheard of. It's exceedingly so like, rare, yeah. Yeah, so like he to, to for him to even think that he was going to be able to get into the NHL at like age thirty one or thirty two or something, it's just you know kind of a pipe dream. And then he gets injured, and he's like, oh, he, he, that's the only reason he didn't make it is because he got injured. Which again is weird when it's like. The coach of Team USA, Gordon Bombay, 29-year-old sensation who almost got out of the minors. You know, like no one's heard of <laughs> but him. But I think that is a screenwriting cleanup on Stephen Brill's part where he's like, what was what was he in the first one? They all looked up to him because he also played Pee Wee? That doesn't make sense. You know, he's like, like, that's like what a little kid would right. think. It's like, you also went to my daycare? Wow, we must be friends. It's like, no, no, no. That's not how the world fucking works. He needs yeah. to be a pro athlete, quote unquote, for the next one. And as we saw in Game Changers, which we'll talk in a bit, it's literally so he can have that picture and Lauren Graham can say, oh, were you a hockey player? And he goes, yeah, professionally, I was. 
It's like, because otherwise you right. wouldn't say like, well, yeah, I went to the junior B, you know, when I was fucking eight and it was And I great. won the Goodwill games as a no, coach. Colin, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but peewee football players, uh, they don't they don't look up to like Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. Or <laughs> they look up to former peewee players that live in their small town. Hey, Davey Wilson I remember you, you were on my block. team. You were great. <laughs> I want to be like you. So, yeah, I think it, it, that's like... We're, Three and like two is my least favorite. I think because of the they are kind of op at this point, I, you know. And the I like Bombay's stuff because I'm, he becomes guys, a I'm jerk. So opposite that when he starts and <laughs> says that thing about what am I going to be a, a skate sharpener, and it cuts to a goofy montage of him sharpening skates while the craziest music plays. That's where I'm like, okay, the franchise knows what it is at this point. It flings off of the thing yeah. and get a, a little prat fall, you know. Good Some slapstick. Yeah, well, talking about some of the real hockey stuff, like because I think in the first movie, Bombay doesn't teach him anything about real hockey. The second movie, they don't really learn real hockey. But the third movie does embrace that. Even like with Orion, we learn that his character quit hockey because of his daughter. But not only that, in real life, the Minnesota North Stars moved to Dallas. So it's like not only did they tie that into the script because when the move happened in real life, he didn't want to have to move with his daughter. So he stayed behind in Minnesota when his team left. And that's like you're using a real life hockey team moving thing in your script for like I I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. They reference that in Game Changers too. The North Stars moving to Dallas. There's a lot. And I don't know what year it was, but they he does ask her what year was that. Um, and, and the, the whole talking about two way hockey and like defense wins games, like, like understanding how hockey works and everything that, uh, Orion's saying, like he is the best coach yeah. out of all this. There's, you know. there's way less like hockey bits in, in the third one, I think. Yeah. yeah there's only two games that are played in the second one. Yeah. There's a scrimmage. The I mean, they do it, they do it, but it's like, it's do sometimes it. it doesn't work or like, it's not, yeah, I don't know. It's not all. They don't use a lasso and not get a penalty for it. Like the greatest moment in TV movie history. Number two. But also in the third one, it's not really a showdown to a championship, right? It's just the JV versus the varsity team. Yeah. Yeah, And then whoever wins gets to have the team name. But the the stakes, yeah, it's not a world championship or a state title. It's literally a scrimmage. It's the lowest stakes. I will say, Mike, it does have two films in a row, the second and third one, where an announcer on the PA comes on the and says, well, there's nothing in the rules about changing what your team's name is in your clothes halfway through the game. We looked, <laughs> folks, the they're allowed to do it. I do, I do like in the yeah. third one, though, there's like the dean who's talking to like one of his board trustees the entire time and just justifying everything that happens, it, you know, in, oh, in, yeah. in the game. It's like, like, uh, like what's his name? Um, Portman comes back. Portman comes back and he's like, well, he's got a contract, you know, like, yeah, he's got the scholarship. We <laughs> yeah. got to let him play. Yeah. <laughs> Just to let him do it. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I wanted think, to mention go ahead. about the first one, too, you say, oh, Gordon Bombay doesn't teach in, teach them anything. The one thing he does teach them is there's a scene that, again, it's, it's a reference to the karate kid where they're, he's using the eggs to teach them how to pass. And you're um, right. Yeah. It's like, you know, wash on, wax on, wax off. Um I think Goldberg or someone mentions the Karate Kid in that scene, so that's kind of it's funny. It's Abraman. 
Abraham are we going Lincoln. to hit an age where all four of us become 40-year-old guys where we can just look around a room and go, okay, there's a trash can. How could I trick one of my kids into a life lesson by doing some bullshit with that <laughs> trash can? You know, it's like yeah. their ability, a men's ability to just be like, see, did you get the lesson from it? Yeah, I did, Dad. When you put that book on me and pushed me down the stairs, I, I was supposed to be paying attention more. It's like, based fuck? on your, your childhood experiences. Like, even um even Orion uses that to better effect in Bombay though, like literally with the garbage, like that that's a hockey mm-hmm. term, you know. Yeah. Or in the second movie where where they tie he ties the whole team together to make them work as a team or something like that. Yeah. That is a that's the one that comes to mind immediately, Jacob. You can feel the smugness from Bombay being like get it do you get it <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah a little uh so yeah that's i do think overall especially like the third movie does a good job teaching like kind of what hockey is it, like it, it, or at least all three of the movies kind of at least represent the elements the core elements of the game that a lot of kids are unfamiliar yeah. with so they can represent the idea of goaltending the idea of scoring the idea of hitting like they're at least able to represent the core ideas of hockey yeah. without putting it on too much because most kids of, have never uh, played it. Like bringing the goalie out of the out of the net, stuff like that. Like that's more advanced. Or icing, meaning they have to yep. stay on yep. the power play kill. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. Sure. Like I also appreciate things the fact like this, that, but you can get away with a lot. I appreciate the fact that Coach Ryan puts together the better the better team, the better line. Like Julie the Cat playing goalie. Yeah, you know, she should have been putting Goldberg on defense. Time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I can't yeah. take Goldberg out. He's on a hot streak. That's what <laughs> he says in the second one, man. It's justified. Right. Yeah, and you're not Captain Charlie. Like I, yep. That's why I like the third one because yeah. I, maybe the first two movies are more Bombay-focused and the kids are there, right? As far as the arcs. Because the kids don't really have arcs. They just win the games. It's about Bombay. Yeah. But the third one, the ki- the kids all have arcs, mm-hmm. and especially Charlie. He goes full Anakin in Attack of the Clones, like he's so bratty. <laughs> right. And uh, it, I, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, I totally think the first two are, you know, Gordon Bombay is the main character. The third one, Charlie, is the main character. Yeah, and I like the callbacks. I think all the characters mature. Like, Averman is at his best and least annoying, but most effective in the third yeah. one. You know, and we get to have Bombay come back and do a courtroom scene, but for the good guys for once. You know, I, I like the come way on. it all ties we in. We get a Gordon Bombay in the third one who remembers he's a lawyer after saying in the second movie, I don't know what I'm going to do, Jan. How am I going to make money? I can't coach the, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks for the rest of my life. <laughs> you were a high-powered attorney in the last film, sir. No, no, it's all about peewee hockey now. But, yeah, I I mean, they're not my favorite, you know, sports movies. We've done Karate Kid. But I think they're fun enough. And watching them as, like, a trilogy for the first time, there is, like, some arc. And as, you know, Cole mentioned, it's fun seeing who makes it through all three movies, you know. And... Yeah, there's something to it, and they're all on Disney Plus along with the cartoon show. I don't know if anybody yeah, watched that. Yeah, easy to watch. <laughs> Not done that. Yeah, no worries. They are easy to watch, though. Yeah. Do you think they uh, changed the game, though? I mean, Ooh. should we? Is <laughs> it now time to play time to third the period? Yeah. Let's change the game. All right. First, they made a name for themselves. Then they shocked the world. But this fall, you call me Coach Orion. Your little duck tricks are not going to work at this level. The Mighty Ducks will have to prove themselves 
all over again. You know we're going to hurt you. You cannot be afraid to lose. You are the team. Bring it on. Emilio Estevez. D3, the Mighty Ducks, rated PG. We're back. Start Friday, of the October third period, 4th. transitioning um, into the offensive zone here. We're going to talk Disney mm-hmm. Plus's Cobra Kai. I'm sorry. Disney Plus's Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Sorry. They're very similar uh, shows. Uh, Cole... As the guest, did you check this out? You said the first two episodes. How do you feel about Game Changers uh, out the gate? I think uh, I think it's fun. I don't think it's anything more than that, but I, it's something that I think for the nostalgia factor of the Mighty Ducks, I think if I'm sitting there on my laptop answering emails, it's something I would have on in the background. Sure. Gotcha. I've been enjoying it. I like I like Gordon Bombay's character so far. I'm mm-hmm. kind of being like a a beat down old man, you know, <laughs> crotchety yeah. grandpa. Yeah. Looking more and more like his dad in the West wing. Yeah. The president <laughs> walks out, Jacob. We, we gotta be excited to see him yep. owning an ice rink though. I said, I think he's about the same age as Martin Sheen was when the West wing started. That's kind of crazy, but <laughs> right. um, you know, he's almost 60. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's, you know, I wasn't like looking forward to watching it that much. I was kind of like, well, I need to watch it so I can be a forum for the podcast, but I wasn't like going out of my way to see it, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I kind of think it's more like the Lorelai Gilmore show also featuring some kids sometimes. <laughs> um, but there's, there's some, there's some jokes in there that work for me. And I, I like the, um, I like what they're doing with Gordon Bombay. So I'll, I'll probably keep watching. Just why not? Interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. Colin, how about you? Look, Approach wise, we keep bringing it up. There's a reason we're talking about Cobra Kai. It is the obvious reaction that Disney Plus says, "What's a sports thing we can dig up and turn into a, an episodic show?" I think you got to look at the audience, right? Because they're very different for what they are. Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai wanted to get the people who watched Karate Kid. It was a show about Billy Lawrence. I mean, it's a show about one of the characters from it. This is not a show about any of the other characters from Mighty Ducks, even though Gordon Bombay appears in it. You know, they could have done the route of, you know, maybe Joshua Jackson's Charlie is the bad guy coach of the new improved Ducks that we keep seeing. No, they don't go that route. Again, they're not really interested in that. It's about getting kids as the audience. Right. And Colin, you might find this interesting. There is going to be in the sixth episode, some appearances by some former Mighty Ducks. Uh, Joshua Jackson is not one of them. No, um, I would assume so too he, big, even though I'm not ever really and, sure what he's doing. I don't know what HBO's The Affair is or whatever that is. I don't that think he Goldberg's did like nine seasons. Yeah, Goldberg of. is not. Uh, Keenan Thompson is not. But you're getting like Averman. You're getting uh, Mendoza. Banks, I think and, I saw. I sure. think, yeah, Banks. So a couple, Let's say know, a couple of them, yeah. Goldberg not doing Johnny. great, doing a lot better now. He's sober. Um Best of luck to him, Sean Weiss, the actor. Yeah, viral a great character actor. Heavyweights, you know, we you talked about him. Saw, but glad God bless he's you. Doing better. We think he's doing a little better. That bums me out that he's not appearing on it. You know, it mm-hmm. bums me out that a lot of these people wouldn't. Again, Stephen Brill created Game Changers, so you can't even do the excuse of, well, it's like a weird spinoff or whatever. No, this seems to be the intended channel he's trying to plug it into, and maybe, you know, again. We're not the audience, so maybe that tone, it's more important that it works for the younger people who are going to watch it, but I, I don't know. You I know. think the audience, to me, the audience is, it is us, but it's us 
that have kids. Mm, it, that's it's, a great it's way. It's, it's if on the, the, I put it know, on with my five-year-old. Exactly. That is exactly. the point. That's right. what it's right. for because we have the nostalgia factor and then you're introducing them to a kid's show. It's the same thing like Girl Meets World and all those other shows that came right. out a couple years sure. ago. Sure. We, totally. just, we just happen to not have kids. Which yeah. Cobra Kai is <laughs> similar, but worse. I think the difference is Cobra Kai, they're focusing on high school kids, whereas this is a little bit younger. So they're trying to get like the fourteens full contact, bro. <laughs> full contact, you can do it. Yeah, real deal. It's intense. <laughs> yeah. And so far, the, the kid characters haven't stood out to me that much. I do like the podcaster kid. I like that this is another pro podcast piece. No, of media after, after last Kong versus Godzilla, I don't want any yeah. podcast characters anymore. It's, Mike, it's fascinating that it just keeps coming <laughs> up for us. They're exposition characters. Stuff. They could just say, mm-hmm. "I hope yep. we can yeah. win this game against a tough yep. opponent." Yeah. Right. But, you know, he's uh, funny. Also, like, it's a kid's thing, yeah. Yeah, and the other bit that I do like is getting their goalie, the new Goldberg, I guess. Um, it's, How did they clone it's just a guy Goldberg? they play against. Did Disney have this kid <laughs> cloned on back? <laughs> yeah, yeah he literally no looks joke. like Goldberg. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, it, they, they play against someone in a video game, and he's really good at the video game. So they're like, I guess we should get him for our real team, which I relate to. Because I, I guess we should Google where he lives, Jacob, and find <laughs> him, which is the most horrifying yeah. thing I've ever watched. They dox him and they, hey, you want to join our team? Um, what <laughs> right, I find right, most, but I do relate um, to that because um, – as someone who's played a lot of NBA 2K, I feel like that makes me a good basketball player. <laughs> Somebody's oh, yeah, going to scout you. <laughs> Can you be on the manager for our team? This guy, Jacob Evil, he won every NBA 2K tournament online. We got to hire you know him. how many championships I have? Yeah. Um, well, the thing that's most unbelievable for me is that two kids in the same neighborhood were able to own PlayStation 5s in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's not happening. Right. Um yeah, the audience is a big thing. Again, it is skewing younger, yes. so I got to think about that. Um, I did enjoy it for nostalgia. And in some ways, I think I like the kids better as an ensemble than some of, like, as a whole. They're, they're, they're kind of like, I'm intrigued. Maybe they're just new. But I do like I do like the kids in this, in their little group. Mike, there was some energy in the second episode and some clever writing to have Lauren Graham, who the mother of one of the children, we should say, who is cut from the ducks, which have now become an incredibly right. competitive, they're popular the team. Yeah, just like the Hawks. Right. The first and as an exa- LA Kings fan... It's good to be able to root against the Ducks on the show because they're a, a hated rival of, of, of our right. team. So And they I become get, the don't do it. What are they? The don't, don't, bothers, don't bother. Which I don't, don't understand bothers. at all. Because Fuck Lauren Graham has that viral thing in the first episode where she says don't bother to like the cocky coach and then Someone records it on their phone and it goes viral, so they become the dumbass. Mom, you went viral. It's a terrible (laughs) team name. And here's the thing, too. While I was watching Game Changers and I'm waiting for them to name the team, and I had just watched all three of the Mighty Ducks movies and I'm listening for it, no one has ever said in any of these movies, the Mighty Dorks, ever. (laughs) I mean, come on. Do it. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, the Don't Bother is not a great team name, but... Not a great team. Yeah. Oh, but the kids, and the clever writing that I liked in season two, to go back to it, is Lauren Graham, as the mother of this team, mm-hmm. she decides she, or the coach of this team, she decides she wants to be. She does this, you know, circle of, tell me what's inside you, tell me what your goals are. And we do get these small introductions or vignettes of these kids. I'm the this kid. I do this. You know, I'm the girl who is scared of mortality or whatever, you know, who fears <laughs> that we will all die one day and that brings me comfort. Again, you're watching mm-hmm. this, you're like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, a lot of the kids also say things that sound like something someone older would say. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, Absolutely. oh, obviously they they didn't say that. Like they're reading lines, but um, yeah, I think my main problem and like I like Lauren Graham. I'm an OG, you know, Gilmore Girls fan. I watched that, you know, in the 2000s. Love Gilmore Girls, but uh, I don't understand why she's such a focus of the show. Like I get it's like the mother son relationship, but like she's like the Gordon Bombay of the mm-hmm. show. Absolutely. She wasn't in the originals. She has no, it's like, it's so just strange to me. interesting, Jacob, that when you are doing this formula, because again, you could look at it and be like, yeah, and Gordon Bombay is going to have to be the Danny LaRusso. He's going to have to start his own, you know, just to make it that equation. Said it's like, right. no, Lauren Graham, a mother we don't know for modern kids, she is the Gordon Bombay. Gordon mm. Bombay is the Han or Jan, <laughs> who, like, you know, like, wasn't yeah. like, like that big right. in the first movie, but kind of became important in the later ones. He only gets like four scenes in the entire mm-hmm. series. Yeah, uh, right. Han does. Hans. Though. And again, Colin, he was a hotshot lawyer at one point. And now he owns a rundown <laughs> skate rink, even though he hates hockey and he hates yeah, he started, he started drinking. Iceland. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing is I kind of feel like they reset. Gordon Bombay's character to like almost who he was before the first movie where he's kind Spin of that dial going back. through the same arc. You well, know? Do they, Don't uh, like kids. Do they explain why he doesn't like hockey anymore? Not yet. They have not dropped yet. So yeah. we should say Normies at the time of recording, Jacob said six episodes. That's all we're going to get. We have watched three. It's kind of go back and listen to our last one. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier of kids Disney programs. Like I think half of the issues with it again, Cobra Kai that all drops on Netflix. You do that in a row, you just watch them all. And does it last? Who knows? But it's an incredibly popular show for them. Mm-hmm. If Disney Plus is going, well, yeah, our audience is little kids for this, or maybe even what Cole's arguing, adults and little kids. Guess what? Little kids binge shit. They're not tuning in every Friday to watch the fourth episode of Game Changers. They don't fucking right. give a shit about what Game Changers They'll forget is. what happened last week. There's too many <laughs> yes. TikToks. Well, the other thing is, Colin, I kind of agree with you, but when I started watching Cobra Kai season one, I was I got hooked and I did binge like five episodes in a, in a night because I was like, wow, this is really good. I want to see what happens next. And they're also really good at structuring the episodes. So there were yes. some kind of cliffhangers, cliffhangers. at the end yeah. of every one. Exactly. Yes. This one, Game Changers. I don't want to binge this. Like, I don't even know if I'll come back and watch <laughs> oh, episodes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you but how nothing really happened to this 12-year-old next week. I got to tune in. <laughs> yeah, right. I was, I, yeah, I was just say Gordon Bombay would binge it after he wins a big case, and then he'd drive his car around <laughs> Minnesota right. until he gets arrested. <laughs> but, um, right. He's a maniac. I, one thing I like that they do do with this is the original films oftentimes will have like you know like a pop song playing that like underscores like the emotional beat of the moment. It's usually very on the nose, like we got to work together, you know, and it's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they do that here, too. Like, with the end credits, like, they'll play a song that kind of ties up the theme of the episode. And it's like, yeah, that's like a, a stylistic callback to the original movies. Um, they are doing yes, things like that that is. I appreciate. An amazing callback, Mike, because, Cole, when I was watching the first one, I kid you not, and I watched them back-to-back yesterday, the first and the second. I was watching it, Cole, and I went, oh, you know what I like in movies? Like, something like The Fugitive, where when it ends... It keeps rolling and the credits just play over something and you get that dramatic relief of mm-hmm. what's going on. I wish that the first one ended this way when Gordon Bombay's bus is driving away and, you know, all the kids are having fun. I wish I could see the kids have fun more. Cole, 
the ending of the second one where yep. it cuts to all of them at a campfire, campfire singing right, yep. queen songs yep. and we are the champion that is i i was smiling ear to ear at the end of that movie yeah and i like California, like they visit California, these kids from Minnesota, and they get to have their Karate Kid beach bonfire, you know, sing along. They got a yes. rodeo drive. You know, that whole bit's pretty funny. Rodeo. It I don't see rodeo. no rodeo. <laughs> yeah. I don't see no rodeo. Man, they call it Beverly Hills. I don't see no hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some funny uh, bits in two, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, I never yeah. understood when they're, when, they're at the, when they're at the store and they're getting the fashion shows, why Goldberg says, like, you know what my mom needs is a bikini. I never got that as a kid, but like watching it as an oh, adult, it's, now. Like, it's a pretty funny bit, you know, like weird yeah, things. It's a very strange scene. Yeah. Um, and they get more orange juice, you know, you go into a Beverly Hills place, they always give you a mimosa or whatever while you browse uh, around. It's like, yeah, okay. Not that I spend a lot of time in those stores. <laughs> Shop for your yeah. mom's bikinis. Yeah, having women exactly. try on clothes for you for your mom to buy. That's right. And then I get kicked out. Um um, but game so, changers. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You also mentioned, so something questionable kind of happens in each one of the movies. I felt like a little something questionable happened in the second episode of Game Changers where they have the Canadian kid who's like really good looking or whatever try to like um, flirt with like an older lady so they can distract her for, so oh, they can yes. get into Lost and Sweet found. talk her, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that, that was kind color. of funny. Like, he's just like, go charm her. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, this old lady I like that the- to this 12 year old. <laughs> Right, but the mean girl was well, like, "Oh, her eyes are dumb. I'll just go destroy her about that." And then they, the guy's like, "No, no, no. I'll just hit on her." They do the same thing in the third one, though. When Dean Portman gets put in the penalty box and starts stripping, they cut to the audience, yes. and there are old ladies going crazy. That's the mm-hmm. best. This is a high sure. school. It feels like yeah. a college when you watch it, but you got to remember, but he's, it's he's high probably school. fourteen. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. Because Charlie says he's uh, he identifies himself as I'm a 14 year old, almost six foot non smoker, mm-hmm. when he's trying yep. to talk to the girls. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, a little weird. Um, on the topic of game changers, any last thoughts about where this is landing? You're going to keep watching it. I think yeah. we've mentioned. I'll, I'll keep tuning in. Yeah, you know, to the end. It. There's only three more. Yeah, I might watch more episodes. I think um, they need to lean into the mythology harder, like what Cobra Kai does. They bring back a lot of the older characters they need to bring back like coach orion or like han i guess hans died in the third one but they need to bring, they bring back yawn back yeah they need to bring back yawn yeah they could that they actor's got probably dead but <laughs> um just yeah I, they're bringing There's back a, some of the mighty ducks but they need to yeah they need to lean into the mythology more i think mm-hmm. yeah this is so far removed i think with where the ducks are as a franchise and where bombay is and the lack of kind of alumni not that it should be all fan service because it is for a new audience, but no. But I think more... Cobra Kai does a, a good balance of like there's yeah, fan service, but also it's into it. story. So yeah, but you, you mm-hmm. just really like all the characters, old and new, on Cobra Kai. These ones again, six episodes. I worry I'm not going to get enough time to like anybody on this show. And every time I see Gordon Bombay. Literally, the only thing in my mind going on is like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, I'm sure the fifth episode will give us that answer, but I, I don't know. I, I, that's that's I not enough so. for me. I mean, because I, I like yeah. him as this character, but I hope it's, I hope they justify it somehow. Yeah, I don't want him to be in the same place that Johnny was at the end of episode one. Like, Johnny has moved on from where Bombay is by the end of the first episode of Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, it's, we're still in it. Yeah, we're it, still it's there. taking yeah. so much longer in Game Changers. I mean, it obviously seems to be leading to like a, eventually he's going to like accept 
and become the coach of the, the don't bothers. Um, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, it seems kind of predictable at this point. So I'll see what they do. But um, I, I'll be honest with you, yeah. he might not. It might be Lauren Graham's story the entire mm-hmm. fucking time, dog. And we might get just her triumphant victory at the end. Let's say third episode, they've played the Ducks already. You know, we in the second one, they lose their first episode. The first episode's about putting the team together. Mm-hmm. Third one. It's about them facing their rivals already. They didn't win. They score one goal. They convince the hot shot player, his neighbor, who's going to be their like strategy sniper, basically. She's got mm-hmm. such a shot onto the team. I would assume, yeah, it leads to them winning one game out of it all. But what they learned is, you know, that it's fucking fun to fucking play hockey, I guess. That's, right? a, that's a good point. Yeah, is the, they're celebrating that they scored one goal and the Ducks yeah. are flabbergasted that they're that they're celebrating a loss. Look at these fucking losers. Get on the right? ice. <laughs> yeah, We're doing yes, runs right. again. They can't believe it, right, that they're celebrating a loss and a single goal. But that's kind of the spirit of it. Um, Shit heads on the internet will be like these freaking snowflake game changers got to get a ribbon for one goal, but you know <laughs> that's why I think it was funny that. too. It's a good message. The scene where they where she's giving out trophies before they do anything, and the kids like oh, they're not even insane. participation trophies. We haven't even participated in yeah, yet. It just yeah. completely <laughs> insane. The funny. new age stuff shit that they yeah, saddle with Lauren Graham and just take a shiver because interesting that she is the counterpoint to say, "God, modern parents are so stupid. Look at how much these other parents, you know." do competition and hire all these other people but she yeah. is and Emilio Espos points this out the overprotective they have to wear sunscreen while indoors she's giving them trophies before they do anything because look we're a little different than the ducks okay I mean right. that it just I, I want to yell at her and I'm I, I have no stake in any of this well yeah Dan I Cobra mean Kai parallel I was just yeah. saying, Johnny has to realize, I was teaching them how to be assholes. Oh, shit, I shouldn't do that. And she had to realize, oh, me not teaching them any hockey is actually like, it sucks for them to get their ass kicked that bad. So we should, you yes. know, adjust the method a little bit. Right. And again, I hate to compare it so much to Cobra Kai because I think Cobra Kai just has a more interesting hook of like taking the bad guy basically from the first movie and saying, let's make him the sympathetic character, flip it around and show it how you know, see how he grows from that. That's interesting. This is kind of like, they're just rehashing the Mighty Ducks story basically, but they're not doing it in a way that's connected to the original. I would have had, you know, Charlie Conway come back. I don't know why they couldn't get Joshua Jackson, but he should be the dad of a kid or something like that. He should be, it should be a face off, Jacob. They should be rivals. That is what not necessarily a fan would want to see, but just interesting narrative of, well, he was your greatest student 20 years ago. You know, now you have to face off against him and you're kind of washed up. And why was there this divide between you two in the first place? And that's exactly right. kind of what the story of the first one is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He plays Bombay has to step up to his coach. bully. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. they should have, yeah, Bombay and Charlie had some kind of falling out before this. And now they're coaching, you know, rival teams. That would have been a more interesting hook, I think, than, than what we're getting. But it's yes. not bad for what it is, I guess. Yeah, and it's a kid's show, and I think having the message that, yeah, it's okay to do something and not obsess over only winning. As long as you're just enjoying the act of participating, that's important, you know, um, totally. for kids to have that. So Yeah, yeah and it is, yeah, it's a commentary on the over, you know, the, the stage parents of, of today who are, like, planning out their kid's life in, like, in bullet points for the next, you know, 20 years or whatever. Like, they need to start having college prep in middle school and that kind of thing. So it's kind of... A commentary on that, which I appreciate. 
Yeah, because it's full contact from age 12 up. So you <laughs> got to be courage. ready for this world. It's going to come at you fast. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll keep watching. We'll let you know, Normies. We'll do a watch uh, or uh, watch at some point. I'm sure where we'll tell us uh, the story of the finale or whatever. But right now, I think we're kind of wrapped up on that. Let's hit our final thoughts on all things Mighty Ducks. Hey, don't forget sunscreen. You know we play indoors, right? That's what SPF 15 is for. Come on, let's go. We're late. The Ducks are a powerhouse organization. The record 10 state championships. A little different than the Ducks of the 90s. I gotta cut you. I mean, at this stage, if you can't be great at hockey, don't bother. Don't bother? Mom, please. Shouldn't kids be able to play sports for fun? We're back, Normies. We are talking Mighty Ducks. We are out of the penalty box. We're back on the ice. We're going to wrap things up with this final shot here. Give you our final thoughts here on, again, all things Mighty Duck. Now, Cole, you're our guest. Uh, not necessarily that you pushed for this. I, I think, you know, in the past when you have been a guest, we have floated things. But this is one of those fortuitous moments where Game Changers was coming out. We've been kind of covering weird, like we said, 80s, 90s stuff. This ties into a modern thing. We like to do episodes on that. And we threw to you because we said, oh, yeah, Mighty Ducks. Cole loves Mighty Ducks. This will be an easy thing for us to do. Thank you for that. But will you just kind of explain what you love about this series and your final thoughts on it as well? I mean, I think I think it's a nostalgia thing at this point. I think growing up, being around the same age, it was exciting to watch that. It made me want to play hockey. Now I think it's just fun to watch. There's a familiarity to it. And um, I think maybe if I watched these movies as a 33-year-old having never seen them, I probably wouldn't enjoy them. But it's, just, mm. it's still fun to watch and think back and so on and so forth. Um, and that's probably what it is for Game Changers too, just a familiarity. That's the cycle of yep. nostalgia. Yep. You know, and again, one more Karate Kid thing, seeing the success of those, you know, three seasons, four seasons, they're like, all right, well, we got a sports thing for kids too. just skewed a little younger. It. Jacob, what yeah. about you? Um, yeah. I mean, I think, again, we're going to see more and more of these nostalgia properties from the 80s and 90s getting uh, remade or rebooted or um, revived. Um, more and more as, you know, millennials get older and become, uh, you know, parent age, basically, um, these are, you know, game changers is targeted at the kids of older millennials, essentially. And, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's totally fine for what it is. And I think that the movies, I, I wasn't like super into watching them, but when I did actually sit down and watch them, I was like, this is fun. Um, yeah, like you said, it's good to throw on in the background and, and, you know, it's a good, it's good, clean fun, you know, so Good job, Mighty Ducks. Mm, nice, nice. Um, I'll go my final thoughts here then. Um, you know, I'm a big hockey fan, uh, as I said now, you know, and um, seeing them, you know, as a you know 30-some-year-old, I would definitely only choose to watch the third one. Like, out of all of them, I will choose the third one because wow. it has the most hockey. I like the journey of a teenage kid who, like, you know, Charlie, he's being an asshole, and I, I really like that. I like the Coach O'Ryan hunting for goose eggs because that means a zero, right? You don't let the other team score. It's like, okay, I, I understand what all this means now. As a kid, Keenan's complaining about the third line. Man, that's a diss. I'm like, I don't know what the third <laughs> line is. What is that? But, oh, yeah, that means you're not good enough to be at the top of the you know, roster. So uh, I do appreciate that about these more – that's a more complete human story. But overall, yeah, it's nostalgia and – that's where you kind of leave it. I think they definitely 
are important for introducing hockey to a younger generation, which is cool because I like the sport and I want people to learn about it. Um, definitely not the best hockey movie, though. Maybe the third one is the best hockey movie, actually. Up for debate. Well, we'll have to go there. Slap I also shot. like Goon, but I don't think that's Love as good. Goon. Slapshot is good, but obviously can't show that to kids. So Miracle, this is a great yeah. vehicle to get kids in. Miracle good. Yeah, we love our Mystery Kurt Alaska. You know what? I think Mystery Alaska is my favorite hockey movie. Yeah. Miracle also saw. great. Um, with the old oh, speech. I have seen Mystery Alaska. Interesting. Right, I'm going to get my final thoughts, and then I'm going to watch yeah. Mystery Alaska after this. <laughs> Look. You know, to what Cole said, if you 30 years, if you'd never seen these, would you like these? I had no memories beyond the first one of what happens. You know, I had read off in like a Zoom call we did the during quarantine to Cole, like laughing, like in the second one, they go to the Olympics. No, they go to the Goodwill Games. You know, we were just riffing on it and just having mm-hmm. a gas. You know, I, I did like them, though, when I watched it this time. They're not great. And maybe it is the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia, but there was something fun about it. It's a great young cast of really good young comedic actors that wanted to do cool stuff. It's Emilio at a really weird career point in his life. What I would argue is his number one role. I mean, what is he going to be remembered for other than Gordon Bombay? When he dies, everybody's going to say like, oh, pucks out or, you know, quack attack this or, you know, flying V, they should fly today. Yeah, exactly. We're going to miss you. Bash Brothers for life. We're going to miss you. Um, But on the flip of that, to the game changers of it all, Disney does not like to lose. You know what I mean? They very rarely ever admit defeat in any of these things. I think this is going to end up being a one and done. They'll say, oh, it was actually a mini series event and we, we never actually planned for it to go on to them. The win is you click on the Disney plus app. It says three mighty duck movies, a cartoon and a TV series. And if you waste five hours of your day staying on that app, watching any of those in a row, they won like that. That is it. It does not matter what the quality of game changers or anything else is. Right. That Mm -hmm. worries me. Um, who owns, you know, to Jacob's point, who owns all the other bullshit of bad news bears, Paramount TV? Are we going to get bad uh, online bears? You know, the modern Sandlot. TV show. <laughs> yeah. Sandlot to yeah, the, the dugout. The They'll reboot yeah. that. Yep. Bring them I, I don't we already know. have Sandlot two and three and maybe four. So it was Sandlot TV was show. Cole, and it'd be called Sandy buddies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think it very well could. <laughs> I think the thing for me about a lot of these movies, because we, I mean, we, you know, we joke about my terrible movie taste sometimes, but I think, (laughs) I think if you look at these movies as just fun, kind of turn off your brain and just think of it as fun, they are very enjoyable. And that's all, and that's all they really need to be. Cole, I'm at the age where my brain is so mush, sometimes it merges my memories with the things that happen in these movies. We're like, Mm -hmm. the big green, isn't that set in Ohio? Like, I watched that, I'm like, yeah, those are my friends. Like, those are the kids that I grew up with in that movie. Like, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also want to say that I think the Triple Deke is not... A good hockey move. I, I, will you explain it to me? Every it's, time he it says it, he seems goes, you go like, left, you go right, like you go left, you hit the puck. I'm like, that's how you like, play hockey. Yeah, yeah. It's I to don't fake them out. So you go left, right, left to like fake them out. It's wow. kind of like a pump fake, you know? 
and then you shoot it so they don't know which way you go. Then you do the knuckle shot, you know, it's there's the Billy Madison <laughs> the inspiration almost. The flying V doesn't yeah. make but we all tried that in the yeah, oh, yeah. Why 100% a, call. Why is a flying V a good formation to do in hockey? It wouldn't be. <laughs> Just because birds <laughs> do it. Not, it right. Here's the thing. The gold of it is, for Stephen Brill, the ducks part of it is the coolest part of it. <laughs> the fact that the guy's name is Duckworth and it's just like this dumb thing that they do, mm-hmm. that it's those quack. green and purple jerseys. When they pull out in the second one, the goalie mask, duck face, those yeah, white and yeah. silver, it is so fucking cool. They look amazing. They get amazing. their superhero uniforms. That's the yes, second movie. 100%. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and I awesome. think that's what they used for the real logo for the NHL yeah. team. That's exactly, it works. Yeah. It's super iconic. It's something that a kid can latch onto and be like, well, you know, Duck is actually pretty cool. Like, it's one of those things a parent would say to you, like, no, 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 no. Your favorite animal isn't the alligator. Your favorite animal is the centipede. Because if you think about it, we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Dad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think the yeah one of the best lines that's just easy to miss is when they're like you know ducks they're not t- they don't even have teeth and then Bombay says neither do hockey players uh, neither do hockey players Mike it's the uh, best right. also the bad also, guy no in percent. the second one who's the Swedish coach and we didn't even talk about his girlfriend seducing Gordon Bombay it's an incredible <laughs> plot where he meets a woman he falls in love with and then he meets a hotter woman and he just decides to start hooking up with her he's the villain <laughs> um, Bombay's terrible the, the bad guy coach they call him the wolf. And later they say they also call him the dentist because he knocks out so many fucking teeth. I was yeah. howling. I loved watching these movies, guys. Oh, man. Yeah. And um, the other thing to say about kind of the Mighty Ducks legacy is, um, you know, the Ducks franchise becoming a real thing. Uh, and in Southern California in particular, it really did a lot for youth hockey, you know, in, in the States. Sure. And, and the Kings organization, too. But with the Mighty Ducks, the, the Kings were around before the Ducks, but... Once the Ducks movies came out and then the franchise was born, they really did a lot to grow hockey in Southern California, sure. which it has yeah. no business being there. So that's some of the goodwill that came out of it, some of the benefit. You know, and the Ducks won a Stanley Cup um, before the Kings did the first team in California to win a Stanley wow. Cup in 2007. So, you know, good on you. I mean, fuck the Ducks. I'm obligated to say <laughs> that. But there's a lot of goodwill <laughs> to the community and the youth hockey Look, scene that came out kids- of this. Our age, you know, kids a little bit older than us and a little bit older than you, Cole. It was Wayne's World, right? They would say, game on, that famous hockey scene when they gathered with their friends to play it. Yep, yep. Kids a little bit younger than us, it's rocket power. Rocket power. We're playing rocket power. We're playing hockey. Our age... When kids, when if, if I knew kids who played hockey, who picked up sticks, it was, hey, look at Gordon Bombay over here. This, like, Mighty Ducks, it, it, it permeates. Yep. Quack, quack, yep. quack. You know, fuck I mean, it. I, I'm, I'm happy the world my, still has it. My Little League soccer team, my first soccer team I ever played on, our name was the Kickers. And you want to know what our cheer was? Instead of quack, we used to say kick. Kick kick kick, 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 like no joke. Like that's how big those movies were back that's then. Like, wow, that's influenced you know, incredibly yeah. creative. And I think it's cool branding too. Like I, you know, would I wear a vintage Mighty Ducks starter jacket? Probably. Oh, yeah. I absolutely would. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would get the when Gordon Bombay is losing his mind in the first movie, and he comes to his uh, uh, old boss at the law firm, and it's like, oh, by the way, did you? Oh, you've got the coat hung up. Yeah, it looks nice. You got your own jersey wear, and he comes in in that old school bomber jacket, yeah. Jacob. I was watching. I was like, was "Fuck, yeah. this guy is dripping in style right now." <laughs> yeah, it was looking good. He's got those like light blue faded '90s jeans. Yeah, he was, he was pulling off the look. Yeah, you know. 
Um, one last thing I want to bring up, because we mentioned that these movies have a couple questionable scenes, but there is in the third movie a very forward-thinking scene in which uh, the, the girl that Charlie has a crush on is trying to sign a petition to change the warrior's name uh, right. because it is potentially offensive. And then Charlie goes to rattle off uh, other teams that are fine in his eyes. Uh, one of them being the Redskins and the Blackhawks <laughs> yeah. and the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> one team has been changed. Another one is about to be changed. So yeah, uh, she Indians was on the right side of history right. there. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was, uh, that was something Before that was in there. Time, yeah. Well, and ultimately the, the team does change, you know. And that, that, they do change movie. the name. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're the so Ducks. progressive uh, issues in the Mighty Ducks. Good work. Yeah, there's nothing offensive about a good old duck. Yeah, that's right. And on that note, I think there's nowhere else you can go. That was a, that was a snipe, I Jacob. Would say so. <laughs> All right, Normis, right. we're hitting it. We're uh, we're leaving the game. We're about to get the Zamboni in here. Before we go, hit us up on our socials at Normis underscore like us. You know, you can hit us up and say, "Man, I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about these other new releases. Uh, why didn't you talk about how the Mighty Ducks movies are so '90s that the final scene in the first one has five different kids wearing five different types of hats?" Well, you know, <laughs> we said it right now, and you could let us know that in an email. Hit us up on those <laughs> socials. Uh, rate, review, subscribe for the podcast. It helps us out too. Watch our YouTube page. We're putting these videos up. Uh, but otherwise, we have been your hosts. This is, uh, I'm going to say, Colin Bombay. Damn and Mike the Cat, still. <laughs> Starting goalie now. Yeah, this is Jacob Averman, everyone's favorite character once again. I'm going to go with Charlie Colway. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Cole. And thank you, Ducks. Thanks, guys. Quack, 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 Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.